Talo falava o waunei o koroe Hawkins o si maina ile Pacific Waves Parente Pacifica. Coming up... To mark these important milestones, I'm pleased to announce a special fellowship in the name of the Right Honourable Prime Minister. Bilateral relations between Samoa and New Zealand is strengthened after leaders' meeting. Nomination of candidates that will close on the 30th of June. Cook Islanders are to go to the polls in August. We use patterns like the Nihotanifa. Uh, we use patterns off of the Kofafa style patterns of Kuru. And we talk with the artist behind the Gold Coast Titans Pacifica Tatao themed jerseys being auctioned this weekend to support relief efforts in Tonga. Samoa's Prime Minister, Fiamme Naomi Mataofa, is visiting New Zealand meeting Jacinda Ardern for the first time. In a meeting today described as warm and productive, the leaders discussed climate change, China and the treaty of friendship between our two countries. Anzit Pacific's Lydia Lewis reports. New Zealand rolled out the red carpet today. Fiame Naome Mataafa greeted at the headlands by Tangata Whenua. The meeting comes to a head as key milestones are celebrated. 60 years of Samoa's independence. And importantly the commemoration of the Treaty of Friendship on August 1st, when Samoa will open its borders to everyone. Prime Minister, I've formally conveyed to you an invitation um, for a delegation from the New Zealand government to travel to Samoa where we can hold a commemoration on that day. Samoa's Prime Minister has finally announced an official date for the Pacific Islands Forum. Pacific leaders are to meet between the 12th and 14th of July in Suva. Today's meeting between the two leaders is a first. It is Fiamme Naomi Mata'afa's first time meeting with Jacinda Ardern in her role as Prime Minister. Samoa's Minister of Foreign Affairs, Peseta Naomi Semi, says the trip has been revealing, showing her Prime Minister is held in high regard across the region. I think she's inspiring as a leader, particularly to the younger generations and especially among um, the female. Fiame Naome Mata'afa didn't show up with a shopping list though. I'm not in a rush as a, as a new leader to be coming up with a shopping list of any sort. And China was not at the top of the agenda, despite Samoa's new agreement. But for anyone wondering... There are no discussions between Samoa and China uh, on militarisation at all. Fiame Naomi Mata'afa is pleased with what has been announced or reaffirmed. To mark these important milestones, I'm pleased to announce a special fellowship in the name of the Right Honourable Prime Minister Fiame Mata'afa, We are also restarting the Prime Minister's Fellowship for Samoa. In addition, we are launching new sports leadership awards aimed at supporting emerging leaders in sport in Samoa, particularly women and girls. She says this visit is an opportunity to reflect and reprioritise. Climate change, of course, is always at the top of that. Whether or not the Prime Minister of Samoa believes New Zealand's commitment to that is enough is unknown. The climate aid fund for the Pacific has been topped up, a fourfold increase to $1.3 billion by New Zealand. But the matter of New Zealand as a Pacific island in the Blue Pacific, a commitment to look after the oceans and the nations who depend on it, may not be as clear-cut as a handshake and a wave. Are you satisfied, though, that New Zealand is up 
to speed with its role and responsibilities as part of the Blue Pacific continent? I hope we're all up to speed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy for you to give us a performance appraisal. Samoa's Prime Minister is off to sunny Hawke's Bay tomorrow to meet with seasonal workers after her government announced a review into the scheme and reduced flights. Cook Islanders will go to the polls on the 1st of August. The Queen's representative, Sir Tom Masters, this afternoon dissolved Parliament and announced the election date on national radio. The Chief Electoral Officer, Tagi Tangimetua, is urging all Cook Islanders on and off island who would like to register this year's election or change or correct any details to contact her office. She joins me now. Kirana Tagi, welcome on Pacific Waves. Please tell us more about today's announcement. So today, um, the Q Queen's representative, the QR Sir Thomas, uh, Tom Masters, uh, dissolved Parliament and named the date of the parliamentary election for the 1st of August 2022. So um, the roles, main role will close on the 20th of June, which is um, seven days after the dissolution of Parliament. So um, nomination of candidates... That will close on the 30th of June, and that's 10 days after the close of the main roll. So basically, we will uh, start receiving nominations um, on the 21st of June up to the last day, 30th of June. When you say the, the main roll will close, is that for like voter registration? or? Yes. Right. So between now and the, the 20th, people can still uh, come forward and, and register to vote? And register. So um, for the co-islands, it's the ongoing role. So when you become of age or when you become qualified for a constituency, you can register whether there's an election or no election. So you get on the role and you remain on the role un- unless your name being challenged or being removed. So right, it's so it's mainly mainly for, think, mainly for people mm-hmm. who've come of age this year or who haven't registered in the past, right? that want to be part of voting this year? is, is for, that... for this coming election, a supplementary role will be open for those people that will have um, will be coming of age or will qualify for another constituency or change their addresses. Right. It's another role, a supplementary, yeah. Cool. And and um, again, just, just explaining things again, um, for overseas voters, how does that work? So for overseas voters, unless they've given the electoral office their forwarding address, uh, then we can send a postal vote. Cool. And and um and that that needs to have already been done, or they, is there still time for some someone who would want to vote uh, overseas to send in their address to the commission? We've received um, some addresses, and um, I think there's a, a lot more that haven't sent in their address. Cool. Do you just want to let people know who might be listening what, what the address they need to send it to is or where to get it? Normal, uh, normally they will contact their, their relatives or whoever they know here or the electoral office. Those that have just left the country, uh, they have already informed, some of them. Those who are so keen to, to vote have already given their forwarding address. If they know they, haven't, they will not be in the country on the 1st of August, so they've given us their addresses. So we are sort of compiling a postal, uh, 
postal addresses. So, in terms of your preparations, how, how are they going? Is uh, tell tell us what what are you what is your process from here on? So, right now, our priority is uh, a complete and clean roll. So, we are working on our electoral roll, and that's the, our priority. So, as soon as that closes, then we can open the nominations of candidates. It's going to be a very fast election, and just counting on the days, we have like 49 days from now to election day, and that's been our closest election that we've that I have uh, managed. Right, uh, and you mean as in uh, the 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 closest as in terms in, of from the date it was announced to the date it actually happens. Yes. Wow. Yes, is there any reason? Days. Is there any reason for why it's so? I quick? really don't know uh, the reason behind that date. Because the date is not determined by the chief electoral. Yes, of course, of course. Mm. Um, thank you so much for all the information. Is there any message you'd like to put out to Cook Islanders? Obviously, we broadcast around the region, but also here and out there on New Zealand. If you wanted to, uh, to say anything to potential, I don't know, voters, interested uh, Cook Islanders who want to be part of the process this year? Well, um, I'd like to ask them if they need to contact the office. I think for them, it's best if they contact our um, consulates in New Zealand. There's um, the one in Auckland. I think people are well aware of where the office is and the one in Wellington. Any any, any questions they might um, have for us to contact that office? Right. So that would be a first point of contact for election-related matters. Yeah, if, if they don't have direct contact with us here. We've um, established our, our, work, our Facebook page. We're not quite good at Facebook. So uh, we've given it to the, the younger staff. Right, okay. So that, that, is being, our Facebook page. that is being managed? Yeah, that's being um, managed, and I think we have our first um, notice that's gone in. The NRL Gold Coast Titans are auctioning off Pacific Tantau-themed jerseys this Saturday with all proceeds to be donated to Tonga Relief Funds. The jerseys worn in last Saturday's game against the St. George and Illawarra Dragons features traditional Polynesian and Melanesian tattoo patterns. Its designer, Brisbane tattooist Matthew Linga, said the Titans wanted a Pacifica theme as part of the NRL's Inspire Round, where clubs adorn jerseys with indigenous artwork. RNZ Pacific reporter Finau Funua caught up with Matthew Linger and began by asking him how he got involved in the initiative. So I uh, was in touch with uh, Tino Fasumalawi and uh, we were talking last year. I, I'm a tattoo artist and I tattooed his leg uh, at the end of last year's season. And then around Christmas time, we also did his back, and uh, at which point he sort of came up with the idea of potentially doing a Polynesian-themed uh, training shirt for the Indigenous Week in the NRL, um, just to satisfy all of the Indigenous cultures. And then uh, I ended up doing a couple of concepts at the start of the year on January and um, for, tra- for a training shirt. And then uh, eventually the club contacted me and I uh, really liked the idea for an actual on-field jersey. And so I uh, got in contact with them and then was uh, working a little bit with them in, the, in Dynasty with the manufacturers of their jerseys. And then... Um, they ended up announcing that they'll be doing it for Inspire Round uh, in the NRL itself as, as a game day jersey. So that's pretty much how it all came came to be. Could, and I I saw that video on the the from the Titans where you were explaining the design. Um, yeah. C- could you describe the design? It's is it a mixture of all the Polynesian 
um, tattoos, yeah. and you even knew the names of them. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a bit of a mixture of, of Polynesian and Melanesian as well. Um, artworks and and patterns, um, and, and it's sort of a double meaning. The, the design itself is a double meaning of time as well as placement. So obviously, the design itself looks like a sky with a body of water and waves and a beach or land, but it also encapsulates time. Uh, so at the top of the design is a more darker navy style, and it more uh, this describes the tipuna, the ancestors. Uh, so a lot of the symbolism in there, we use patterns like the Nihotanifa. Uh, we use patterns off of Kofaifai uh, style patterns with koru. Uh, things of that nature to signify tipuna or Naitubutubu or you know, ancestors. Um, and so connecting the chieftains to the gods. And then as it goes down, it sort of goes down in time. There's another section underneath that, underneath the waves, that's more uh, distinctive of the voyage or the waka. Or, you know, if you're Fijian, wanga, uh, va'a. You know, all, all of these sort of it's very um, common storytelling among Polynesian, Melanesian cultures. So it's all sort of... Um, about pretty much their, their their voyages and their connections to the land, as well as their ancestors as well. There's a section uh, underneath the waves, the light blue section, and that's uh, more indicative of the people and their evolution in uh, in today's world. And so some of the um, the patternry that's used in there, like the lohala in its natural state, the lohala in its weaving state, uh, as well as the senimboa, which is more indicative of the Polynesian, Melanesian people carrying out their culture, uh, and then as well as uh, uh, the Atuoloa, the legs of the Atuoloa, the, the centipede, uh, as a border for a couple of the sections, uh, which is a sacred Lapita pattern. Um, so, yeah, a lot of the patternry and the symbolism within the design itself is um, is very... Uh, it, 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 yeah, it signifies the time um, from ancestors and beyond to the future. So that's what the golden area area is at the bottom is more signifying the future. Yeah. Where did you learn all of this? Um, because um, you know, it kind of shows how uh, tattoos is not just about like looking tough, yeah. but it, yeah, it has sure. a meaning. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I think. Uh, well, I mean, myself, I've learned this over many, many years. Um, I've had many different. Um, I guess you could call them mentors. Um. In many different fields, I've been tattooing for around 11 years, since 2011. Um, 2013 is when I started professionally tattooing, so I'd say professionally for about 9 or 10 years, and in that time, probably in the first 5 years, was a period of time where I learned a whole lot under a, many, a vast uh, amount of sort of mentors and books as well, um, much information and those sorts of things. Uh, from those different avenues, but it is, as, as you said, it is um, a very... It, it's much more than, say, a tattoo. And in this instance, I think when it tells a genuine uh, description or a story of a, of a type of people, um, I think a lot, a lot of people really appreciate that. And um, that's that's why, yeah, a lot of people will look at the jersey and say, oh, that's, that's a cool tattoo on the jersey. But in, in essence, it's not really a tattoo at all. It's, it's nothing about the Tao itself. It's about the people. And, uh, yeah, to, to convey that, especially going... Uh, conveying it through different Polynesian, Melanesian, not just one, not just Samoan, not just Maori, not just Tongan, um, but but all of them is is really, I think, detrimental to the process and, and came together nicely, culminated well. How do you feel about this design, your design being used in this NRL game, and, and also feel about 
you know, this um, effort to put designs from other cultures in, into their jerseys. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, I think uh, with that last question there, I think we've seen how great, say, the indigenous jerseys over the past, say, decade and a half have been. It's been a really good uh, movement to getting indigenous. And, and, you know, you see a lot of Torres Strait and Aboriginal designs on the jerseys, as well as Maori designs as well. We, we, you know, we've seen many Maori designs on jerseys. But to see a Polynesian, Melanesian, Pacifica style uh, is, is really, you know, as, 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 a, as, a, as a game, as a, sorry, as an in-season match, uh, and not just a, you know, it might be a one-off jersey, but it's not just, you know, something for the nines or, you know, something in, in season is really, really cool. Um, uh, massive hats off to Dynasty and, and the Titans for putting it together. And also massive hats off with Dynasty and the Titans for putting money from the, from the selling of the jerseys towards the Tonga Relief Fund too, which is something that we will both uh, both parties, me and, and who we were working with, the Titans and the Dynasty, were very passionate about was putting money from the jersey sold towards the Tonga Relief Fund, which is probably one of my um, proudest moments of that of this endeavour. That brings us to the end of Pacific Waves for today. Remember, you can download us free to your device from Spotify, iHeart or Apple Podcasts. Fafetai Telelava, Tofa Suifuo.